Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to James R., Michelle V., Mark Z., Leonard L., Dave O., Carolyn C., Darren J., Angela E., Karen C., Daniel B., Jolie R., and Kristen S. for your donations to the channel this month. And if you are interested in helping out this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. And another way to support this channel is by checking out this offer from my latest sponsor. The government keeps telling us inflation is under control, or that it's just temporary. But what do you think? Exactly. This is just inflation by the back door. Noble Gold is ahead of the game here. They know that with a precious metal IRA under your belt, you'll hedge these rising prices so you can retire without worrying about it. You'll keep up with the inflation the folks in Washington are trying to hide. And this month, as a thank you, and to kickstart this precious metal project, Noble Gold is giving away a free 5-ounce solid silver America the Beautiful Bullion Cube with every qualifying IRA or 401k rollover. Take advantage of this amazing investment opportunity by visiting noblegoldinvestments.com or you can call us at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. This podcast today is dedicated to Mary S. And I'm writing it from various sites, including National Liberty Alliance, um, From the Trenches, World Report, and Patrick Herbert. Many people, especially American, many Americans, I mean, this is worldwide, but for America, they don't know that there are two constitutions. Did you know? The first constitution was penned by the leaders of the newly independent states of the United States in 1776. On July 4th, 1776, the people claimed their independence from Britain and democracy was born. So, that's what we've all been taught. Well, for 95 years, the United States people, they were free and independent, and that freedom ended in 1871, when the original Constitution for the United States, lowercase, for America was changed to the Constitution of the United States of America in all capital letters. The Congress realized that the country was in dire financial straits, so they made a financial deal with the devil, international bankers. In those days, they were the Rothschilds of London, thereby these, pe- these forefathers incurred a debt to those bankers. The conniving international bankers were not about to lend the floundering nation any money without some serious stipulations. So they devised a scheming plan like they always do. And they found a way to take back control of the United States from there with the Act of 1871. With no constitutional authority to do so, Congress created a separate form of government for the District of Columbia. With the passage of the Act of 1871, a city-state, 
a state within a state, called the District of Columbia, located on 10 square miles of land in the heart of Washington, was formed with its own flag and its own independent constitution. The United States Secret Second Constitution. The flag of Washington's District of Columbia has three red stars, each symbolizing a city-state within the three-city empire. The three-city empire consists of Washington, D.C., London, and Vatican City. London is the corporate center of the three city-states and controls the world economically. Washington's District of Columbia city-state is in charge of the military, and the Vatican controls it all under the guise of spiritual guidance. Although geographically separate, the city-states of London, the Vatican, and the District of Columbia are one interlocking empire called the Empire of the City. The Constitution for the District of Columbia operates under tyrannical Vatican law known as Lex Foree, which means local law. When Congress passed the Act of 1871, it created a separate corporation known as the United States in all caps and corporate government for the District of Columbia. This treasonous act has unlawfully allowed the District of Columbia to operate as a corporation outside the original Constitution of the United States and in total disregard of the best interests of the American citizens. POTUS is the chief executive or president of the Corporation of the United States operating as any other CEO or of a corporation and governs with a board of directors, the cabinet officials, and managers, the senators in Congress, and Biden, as others before him, as POTUS, operating as vassal king, taking orders once again from the city of London through the Royal Institute of International Affairs. The Illuminati, founded by the Society of Jesus, or Jesuits, the largest Roman Catholic religious military order headed by the Black Pope, created the Royal Institute of International Affairs in 1919. The American equivalent to the Royal Institute of International Affairs is the Council of Foreign Relations. The Royal Institute of International Affairs and Council of Foreign Relations set up a roundtable groups. The Act of 1871 put the United States back under British law, which is under Vatican rule. The United States people lost their independence in 1871. The Constitution of the United States of America is the Constitution of the Incorporated United States of America. It operates in an economic capacity and has been used to fool the people into thinking it governs the republic. It does not. Capitalization is not insignificant when one is referring to a legal document. This seemingly minor alteration has had a major impact on every subsequent generation of Americans. What Congress did by passing the Act of 1871 was create an entirely new document, a constitution for the government of the District of Columbia, an incorporated government. 
instead of having absolute and unalienable rights guaranteed under the organic constitution we the people now have relative rights or privileges one example is the sovereign's right to travel which has now been transformed under corporate government policy into a privilege that requires citizens to be licensed driver's licenses and passports by passing the act of 1871 congress committed treason against the people who were sovereign under the grants and decrees of the declaration of independence and the organic constitution the act of 1871 became the foundation of all the treason since committed by government officials as of 1871 the united states is not a country it's a corporation in preparation for stealing america the puppets of britain's banking cabal had already created a second government a shadow government designed to manage what the people believed was a democracy but what really was an incorporated united states in all caps together this chimera this two-headed monster disallowed the people all rights of sui juris you in your sovereignty the usa is a crown colony the u.s has always been and remains a british crown colony king james i is not just famous for translating the bible into the king james version but for signing the first charter of virginia in 1606 which granted america's british forefathers license to settle and colonize america the charter guaranteed future kings and queens of england would have sovereign authority over all citizens and colonized land in america after america declared independence from great britain the treaty of paris signed on september the third seventeen eighty three was signed that treaty identifies the king of england as prince of the united states prince george the third by the grace of god king of great britain france and ireland defender of the faith duke of brunswick and Lundberg, arch treasurer and prince elector of the holy roman empire etc and of the united states of america completely contradicting premise that america won the war of independence article 5 of that treaty gave all british estates rights and properties back to britain it is becoming increasingly apparent to american citizens that government is no longer being conducted in accordance with the u.s constitution or within states according to state constitutions so while people have recognized for more than 150 years that the rich and powerful often corrupt individual officials or exert undue influence to get legislation passed that favors their interests most americans still cling to the naive belief that such corruption is exceptional and that most of the institutions of society the courts the press and law enforcement agencies still largely comply with the constitution and the law in important matters they expect that these corrupting forces are disunited and in competition with one another so that they tend to balance one another 
We see our politicians play this game all the time. They pretend to hate each other, but they're really doing back and behind the scenes deals constantly. Mounting evidence makes it clear that the situation is far worse than most people think, that during the last several decades, the U.S. Constitution has been effectively overthrown, and that it is now observed only as a facade to deceive and placate the masses. What has replaced it is what many call the shadow government, created with a illegal passing of the Act of 1871. It still, for the most part, operates in secret because its control is not secure. The exposure of this regime and its operations must now become a primary duty of citizens who believe in the rule of law and in the freedoms which this country is supposed to represent. In this facade, corporate America is actually owned by foreign interests. We just happen to have a membership in the corporation once you signed your Social Security card. That Social Security account is attached to a trust. That letter in front of the numbers on your Social Security card is attached to a Federal Reserve branch in the United States. For about a year there, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a glitch and people were able to pay their rent and buy stuff from certain outlets using their social as their account number and the routing number attached to the reserve that your social is tied to. Yep, they were doing that. All your social information gets stored in London, London and the fi- that's the financial capital. There's a reason when lawyers pass the bar... Those initials stand for British Accreditation Registry, and they're called Esquires, which is directly underneath of being knighted by the Queen. That shows you right there who has the power. By creating commercial corporations, that is, municipal corporations, in the name of entire countries, the municipal United States government has promoted confusion and fraud, which has allowed it to latch on to the credit owed to entire countries. This means China, in upper and lower case letters, is not the same China in all caps. This means Great Britain in upper and lower case letters, is not the same as the the all caps UK. So here's what, where it gets really confusing. And I'm going to try to go through this quickly because it gets really confusing. These entities appearing in all capital letters are in fact foreign municipal corporations with respect to the countries they're named after. It all started in the 1840s, when the banks began this process of mirroring actual nations with corporations named after entire countries. This is a first step necessary to subject the victims of identity theft via assumption to foreign law once subscribed and enclosed in the case incorporated. The victims have no recourse to sue the parent corporation. You can see this same principle at work today. Your local Burger King franchise, for example, has no ability to sue its parent corporations at the national or international levels. Via these loopholes and deceits, the municipal government set itself up in a rather impregnable position with respect to its own fraud scheme. If and when China, all caps, 
was mistaken for China upper lowercase, for example, China upper lowercase would become liable for China's all cap debts. And if China Inc. all caps was subsequently blamed for this, it would have no recourse to sue the United States, that is, the municipal United States government, allowed to exist under Article 1, Section A, Clause 17. And neither could the United States of America, all caps, ever sue the United States, upper and lower, nor the parent corporation it set up for itself, the United States, all caps nor the Municipal Umbrella Corporation standing as a parent to the United States, all caps, the District of Columbia Municipal Corporations. And if you didn't get that, don't worry. There's a lot to it. But for those of you who did get it, you'll see how bad they did. You'll see, you can see what a bad number they did on us. I mean, these perpetrators, they spared no effort to render their victims paralyzed and without remedy and equally spared no effort to protect themselves with layers upon layers of parent corporations, which could never be sued either by the victims or by the slave corporations they created as franchise for themselves. Only one law pertains to them. The perpetrators that can be used against them, Roman civil law. Ironically, the Roman civil law allows deceit and will not punish deceivers so long as their victims remain deceived as a maxim of law. Let him who will be deceived be deceived. When fraud is discovered and objected to, another maxim of law kicks into gear. Fraud vitiates everything it touches. You can begin to see the vastness of the worldwide fraud that went on here and the enslavement and racketeering that resulted in virtually every country on earth. The second piece of critical need-to-know mission information is that you will never understand any act of 1871, no matter which one you pick, without first grasping the importance of the act of 1870. The prior year's mischief promoted by the Rump Congress, the act of 1870 is actually far more interesting and deplorable since the vermin gave themselves rights that they don't actually possess, and that is to charter corporations for the District of Columbia, which is not now and never was a sovereign nation or state of the Union. The act of 1870 was blatant usurpation executed under the false pres- presumption of the absence of our states and our federation of states with the intention to make the District of Columbia a separate Commonwealth British entity with the powers of a sovereign nation, which it was not then or now. The verminous import of the Act of 1871 is only made possible by the earlier usurpation and breach of trust embodied in the referenced Act of 1870. Virtually everything that the Congress in these years, and this was even before the Act of 1870, starting from 1865 to 1888, everything they accomplished 
is illegal, unlawful, immoral, deceptive, and forbidden under one form of law or another. And they simply just play dodgeball trying to evade the consequences of their actions by trading hats, acting first as the Congress of the United States municipal government, and next acting as the Congress of the United States of America territorial government. No doubt, it was a heady prospect to usurp upon the states and people who trustingly slept on for another 150 years none the wiser. And yet today, it is apparent that all which they accomplished was done under conditions of breach of trust, violation of commercial contract, and fraud! It's all null and void under Roman civil law and under international law as well. Basically, our subcontractors have been exercising powers of our sovereign governments that were never granted to them. And now the infamy of what these men did in the shadow of the Civil War is coming home to roost. Unfortunately, once the infection of corruption set in, it spread worldwide. The Corporations Act of 1870 and the Act to Form a Government for the District of Columbia in 1871 made it a double coup d'etat, one by secretive fraud and usurpation against the unlawful American government and our Federation of States. Did I say unlawful? I meant lawful. They did this against the lawful. And the second one was against the British territorial United States via legal manipulations and chicanery designed to substitute a municipal corporation for the territorial government. Overall, is what you would expect from the scheming papist if you realize that all of this was predicated on the ownership of two corporations by the Pope, making all citizens subservient to the parent municipal corporation in order to better control everything. And that's what those scheming rats did. Yes, the usurpation of that position by foreign subcontractors is fraud and non-disclosure and failure to assist victims of a crime in breach of trust, but it gets worse. Having illegally exercised powers entrusted to other parties, the municipal corporations acting as the government of the District of Columbia did not honor the original concept by which the members of any Congress, even a municipal Congress, would exercise the powers of government for the District of Columbia. Instead, they initially redefined the members of the unauthorized Territorial Congress to be a board of directors for the new municipal corporation acting as the government of the District of Columbia and then proceeded to place everything under the thumb of a municipal governor for the municipal corporation acting as the government of the District of Columbia. Over time, even this bizarre rearrangement of powers and duties was truncated and messed with until by 1913, Less than half a dozen men were required to purportedly pass the Federal Reserve Act on Christmas Eve. And by 1940, the governors of the Municipal Corporation of the District of Columbia didn't even have to be elected members of any Congress at all.
Isn't this just sweet? They took a simple duty to provide a safe and neutral meeting place in Washington, D.C. and turned it into a private, for-profit, municipal corporation in control of the Territorial District of Columbia and made themselves their own bosses in control of a plenary oligarchy without even having to be members of that oligarchy and without having to be elected at all. And all with no authority whatsoever to do any of this. All done under conditions of deceit and non-disclosure. All done under color of law. And all done under conditions of fraud against the American states and people. You might be wondering how this was possible. It was possible because the only people trained to be able to recognize these crimes were bar attorneys. And in the new pecking order established by this fraudulent power grab, the U.S. attorneys had control of the members of the American Bar Association. So, the Papist municipal government and traitors in the Territorial Congress contrived to set themselves up in control of a private municipal corporation posing as the government of the Territorial United States and insulated itself against any claims as previously described, and began bossing the U.S. military around. The same U.S. military that was entrusted by Lincoln as the safeguard for the entire country. There is no provision or agreement in any constitution for the territorial government to be redefined as an incorporated municipality doing business as District of Columbia. Nor is there any provision for it to be further redefined as a privately owned and operated municipal corporation doing business as the municipal corporation of the District of Columbia. All that is just more breach of trust and commercial service contract, more fraud, and more self-serving bunk promoted by both guilty parties, the Queen's Commonwealth Government, also known as the territorial government, which the queen operates as an overseer for the pope, and the pope's own municipal government, set up as a corporation in the territorial district of Columbia. By these actions, they have defined themselves as criminals, but it did not stop there, and it was not limited to our shores. The same system of fraud and usurpation was extended to other countries and nations around the world. To them, it appeared to be championed by the Americans and trusting the Americans far more than they would have ever trusted the Queen or the Pope. They all fell in line, adopted similar means of private control of public institutions and the politicians elected by purported shareholders under this scheme, enjoyed the coercive abuse of governmental powers under color of law, and instead of being true representatives of anyone but their own greed, they redefined themselves as agents carrying proxies from the corporation's electorate. The clueless Americans and the clueless national governments that were members of both the League of Nations and the United Nations were being used as storefronts by these criminal commercial corporations, entities that exist solely for the purpose of making profit for their private shareholders. The banks, 
And people like Nancy Pelosi, who squandered and rolled in the profits of these criminal enterprises while talking loudly about protecting the constitutions they evaded and tried their best to destroy. When push comes to shove, the guilty parties attempt to take refuge in the constitutions and pretend that their purported power and authority comes from the constitutions. But as you can now appreciate, the truth of the matter is that they have no authority as the government of this country and never have had any such authority since this farce began. Furthermore, as privately owned corporations, the only law they have is corporate public policy, which is not enforceable except within the confines of their own corporation, its officers, employees, and actual dependents. So, if you don't wish to partake in their criminal activities and the profits thereof, and you don't wish to be subjected to law, imposed by unknown appointees to a private municipal corporation board of directors, it's high time to wake up. This form of private law has been imposed upon the states and people of this country under color of law for the purpose of pillaging and plundering and collusive extortion, racketeering, inland piracy, trafficking in persons, impersonation, barratry, identity theft, unlawful conversion, and all as a conspiracy by our foreign federal subcontractors against their employers and against the constitutions allowing their operations on our shores. The territorial government's contract requires them to defend us against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. So, their proverbial rice bowl is on the line, and it is not to the Pope's advantage to lose that contract. Also understand that while the municipal corporations have no right to exist nor to claim any contract or position of favor, they are vengefully trying to do as much damage as they can rather than yielding to the inevitable conclusion. Everything they claim, all the assets of the municipal corporations, in fact, belong to us the American states and people. Please also be advised that our federal republic cannot be restored by any action or further usurpation by the territorial government. The position in waiting as 19th president of the United States of America is a placeholder for the presidency of the same territorial municipal corporation doing business as United States of America, all caps, referenced in Bouvier's dictionary. The only entities on earth that can lawfully and legally restore our federal republic and enforce the constitutions are our states and people acting through their federation of states, the United States of America. Folks, this is why our local and state elections have a lot of weight. You really, 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 really need to pay attention who you vote for in your local elections. Well, these people in the state and local elections, they are supposed to defend you because it's their job. 
and their SOL if they don't. But more to the point, it is your responsibility to learn how to self-govern so that your country is not overrun by predatory foreign corporations pretending to be your government. If you'd like to learn more, go visit www.theamericanstatesassembly.net and you can find that in the source links on my blog, annapurdue.com at the bottom of the blog for this particular video that or video, well, podcast titled The Ancient Game of Chess.